Episode 47 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am one of your two hosts, Evil Brett. <laughs> and I am Jeff Manis. <laughs> there we go. Hi, everybody. How are you? Uh, what's up, Jeff Manis? How has your week been? <laughs> I'm great. How's life in the Big Apple? Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy because I live in Marvel, Manhattan, and I took the bus from Harlem, where I live, to... Uh, the Lower East Side, but at some point I was at like the bottom east part of Central Park and I realized I was near the Hellfire Club. Ooh. Yeah. So it's really cool living in Marvel Manhattan. You get to pretend uh, that you're near the landmarks, I which could, I do often. I can just be like, oh, I'm in that part where the runaways happened. Sure. And, anywhere. Or are the West Coast Avengers in L.A.? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, L.A. doesn't have any good superhero stuff. No. The champions of L.A. were a thing. Also, why uh, why are they all in New York? Doesn't that seem like irresponsible superheroism? I mean, it's it's where the action is, I got to tell you. I, I always wondered that, and then I moved here, and I was like, oh, that's why all the superheroes are here. You just have to, I can't explain it. But why as a villain, why wouldn't you just go to Baltimore? There's no... There's no riches in Baltimore. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> no, it's true. It's garbage. Um, it's, it's and I can trash. say that because I'm from there. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess. So is there anything that's happened to you where you've like had, um, not to quote the Olsen twins, but a New York moment? No, that was a New York um, minute. Sorry. But have you had n- a New York yeah. moment yet? Yes, I have. I was um, on my balcony, which is high up, uh, and I was wearing nothing but a towel covering my nipples. And I realized I was on scaffolding, not a balcony. And then all of a sudden the scaffolding started to give way and it fell down the length of the building. And I was like, ah, and like my hair was blowing up. Um, And uh, luckily I was saved by the cable, cabling of the scaffolding. It it caught me, it broke my fall. Which is a scene directly from New York Minute by the Olsen twins. Um, I was thinking that because I actually haven't seen it. But I haven't um, seen it, but that was in the trailer, I think. Yeah. And I think then that was in the trailer. You grew up, got addicted to meth, and started smoking a million cigarettes and dating a guy mm-hmm. thirty years older than you. That's the that's me. Oh, Mary Kate. Oh, Elizabeth. I gotta tell you, Elizabeth Olsen has risen above all that. I know, right? Good for her coming out of their shadow. Well, I mean, and they're so skinny they can't even cast a shadow. What the fuck was that? Oh my god. So that <laughs> My Bluetooth speaker, when you don't do anything with it for a while, all of a sudden says goodbye and turns off. But I always think it's like like gas is about to come in through all the vents. Or <laughs> wow, like what I'm a passive-aggressive bitch. <laughs> I know. Goodbye. It's terrifying every time. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so glad you heard that. Oh it's my nightmare. God. Well, there's a lot of things going on in comics right now, and I think we should yes. just get to it. Yes, let's talk about the big thing that was on Twitter. Yeah, first there's the big news. Uh, So we know X-Men Blue and Gold are donezo, kaput. Ooh, slowest death ever. Yeah, finito. And we're going to keep on with the colors, though. We're going to have an X-Men black and red. And we are also going to bring back 
The Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny, my favorite shade of yellow. Yes. Uncanny X-Men. Bringing so you back the cool X-Men. That, I mean, this is the true the true X-Men. When did, did it become uncanny when Chris Claremont started writing it? I think it was always uncanny. No, it wasn't uncanny. I think it was just X-Men for the first hundred, wasn't it? Really? <gasps> do, do I not know this? Looks like someone has What's to that? Google. All right, start talking about, while I Google this, start talking about the uh, what the press okay. release was showing. So the press release. Uh, we have got three creative teams working on what I believe is the first 10 issues of a new flagship title, Uncanny X-Men. Um, the creators are Ed Brisson, Kelly Thompson, and Matthew Rosenberg. All who, I, I don't know what Ed Brisson works on off the top of my head. I should have researched it. Kelly Thompson writes Mr. and Mrs. X, and Matthew Rosenberg writes every other X book on the fucking planet. Um, and, along with and it's supposed to be going on. It's like going to go weekly for like the first two months or something. Is that what it is? It's going to go weekly for the first 10 issues. Okay. And it's going to tell an event. And it's got four artists as well, most of whom, I think, I know three of whom currently or recently worked on Xbox, like the guy that used to draw X-Men Red and the guy who was on Rogan Gambit. Uh, so it should be something. There's a poster that features every, well, not every, but every current mutant, uh, a lot of like new X-Men on there, you know what I'm saying? Like your Mercuries, your Surges. Yeah. Which pe people are very excited about that. Do you know what I think that means? It's going to be very similar to what? Uh, the new X-Men, where it's, it's going to be based, it's going to be very school, school? academy based. I, that, that was my thought too. Also, did you notice who, I noticed one person that was not there. And yeah. he was a homosexual. Oh, who? Iceman. Oh, he's way in the back. Where? He's ice sliding in the back. He is? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? They deleted him because he's homosexual? Oh, there he is. Oh, he's right in front of the X. I just saw that. Yeah. Thing. Oh, okay. No, uh, but there is another Frosty character that's missing. Emma Frost? Yeah, she ain't on there. Yeah, what the fuck? I want to say this. Hashtag Emma Frost is an X-Man. Okay? Emma Frost stopped being an X-Man only how many years ago? Like a year and a half? It hasn't been that long. No. Like two years? And yeah. she became an X-Man in 2001. So that's 17 years of being an X-Man. Like, she's straight up an X-Man. Like, none of this, like, she's kind of on the border. She's, no, she's an X-Man. She has been on an X-Man team longer than Havoc probably has. Longer than you. Longer than Dazzler. Like, fuck longer, that. Longer than you. Well, you don't know my secret life. <laughs> I'm actually Grey Malkin. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm legitimately jealous. <laughs> uh, so, it's, you've got all these creative teams rotating. I, I mean, do you feel like we're going to split into a number of books, and each of these writers is gonna, I don't know, well, they've already got books, but all their books are kind of limited. Mr. and Mrs. X, is that ongoing? Nothing, nothing in, in Marvel is ongoing nothing. anymore, because after two nothing. issues, if you don't sell a lot, they just fucking snip you. They just cancel you. Hey, welcome to issue three, you're canceled. There's how many issues have been of Mr. and Mrs. X, one? One. And we haven't talked about it. Um, shit, we never talked about it. We didn't. Did you like it? It was good. Yeah, I, I really liked, liked it. it. I, I love the end. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Wait, what happened in the end? Deadpool. 
Oh, right, 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 right. Yes. Yes. It's so funny that Deadpool is her legitimate, uh-oh, ex-boyfriend. Mm. Like, it's not a joke. It's like, oh, shit, my ex-boyfriend's here. <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid. It's Rogue. Oh, Rogue. Rogue's uh, the best. Everybody loves Rogue. Actually, you know what I just decided to read the other day? Um, actually, I'm going to save it for the end. We're going to go and uh, at the end, I figure, or should we talk about it now? Because we're talking about Uncanny X-Men. What, what was your, if, we had, if you had to go back and just pull, like, what's a favorite, like, issue of Uncanny X-Men that you can recall? Um, a favorite issue of Uncanny X-Men that I can recall. Because now we're bringing back the world of Uncanny. Let's, let's reminisce back in the good old days when Uncanny was the only X-Men book. Oh. Oh. Um, I really liked when we met Genosha for the first time. And I think it was soon, it was like quick after the fall of the mutants. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we saw Genosha for the first time. And I think they all, like, they went to Genosha and it was this nation where mutants were slaves. I mean, that was when Genosha wasn't the was not a first not a with place. Rogue and Wolverine. Wasn't it really just Rogue and Wolverine? Yes. Yeah. They went and they lost their powers, yeah. and Wolverine was dying, uh, and they were prisoners. They had numbers, prisoners, and then I believe that is what led us to Extinction Agenda. No. Well, Extinction Agenda happened after the Siege Perilous, and everyone was like brought back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Extinction yeah. Agenda is actually what brought everyone back together when they were all separated. Which I love the Extinction Agenda because that is when everyone first saw the new Asian Psylocke. Yes. And well, I that remember, actually... and everyone's like, everyone's like, who the hell is that? And, and it's like, Wolverine vouches for her. And they're like, well, who can trust Wolverine right now? And then she's like, I want to become a, I want to, like, I'll go through the process. You can take me. I don't want to do this anymore. And then they take her away to, like, do the weird process to make her one of those slave things. And she just yeah. kicks everyone's ass and escapes. And then she's about to make her final escape. And that's when you realize Havoc was sent to Genosha through the Siege Perilous. So she's like, I'm going to kill out. Yes. Wait, Havoc? And she literally is like, Havoc? <laughs> oh, Havoc? it's so good. Havoc? Oh, Havoc. Oh, Alex. Right, everyone's like that now. Oh, Alex. All right, so let's talk about Psylocke, because we're going full circle back to this Uncanny X-Men event. Uh, we've got a lot of X-Men on there, and we've also got a Psylocke spoiler. Yeah, well, I don't know how much of a spoiler it is anymore. Now I that mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a spoiler for like three weeks. Yeah, it looks like Psylocke's white again. Yeah, and I like that. Get her, get her, get her out of that costume. It's not right. So we're losing, we are losing um, an Asian character, but technically she, she was never was one. Never Asian. Yeah. I will say, I hate her costume, her new costume. Just give her the same costume. Give Why her the cloak. Why? Yeah. Oh, I love that. The yeah, cloak she doesn't and need armor. armor. The cloak she and need armor, armor is the She's best costume ever. She's a badass now. She doesn't need armor. She better still be a badass. Don't give pull her, any give shit. Give her like... the fucking cloak, though. Come on. That cloak is fucking gorgeous. That's oh, fucking great. She could be like Assassin's Creed. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> oh, it's the Assassin's Creedening of Betsy Braddock. Now, but here's the thing. Is she, because she's now brandishing the psychic knife again... Do you and think, the butterfly. Do you think this means that her telekinesis is gone? Hasn't she not had that in so long? Um, 
No, she. Th- here's the thing. It really, honestly, it depends on. It depends on who the fuck is is writing her. Oh come on, she can't have any telekinesis. That's stupid. She's, but I mean, she has telekinesis. I mean, technically, st- she has it still from from like back when she and Jean switched powers in that weird six month gap. Ooh, yeah, there's no, another no, uncanny no, no, because when she came back to life, when Cl- when Clarice Claremont and Alan Davis and the whole di- Rachel turns into a dinosaur. Sure. Her, she had that thing where her telekinesis was raised to some exponential level, and she was like super, super powerful telekinesis. And then she got sent to uh, what's it called? What's the Exiles? And when she finally came back, then uh, Matt Fraction established, oh, she now has her psychic powers back, so she's telekinetic and psychic. And up until the last time I think they really showed it is when it was the X Women comic, where it was the X Men comic where it was all women. It was like Monet and Rogue and Storm and Kitty. Oh, yeah. Great team. And Psylocke was on it, and she was totally using her telekinesis. Now, since then, I don't think she's been using it. Like in the Uncanny X-Men, where it was her and Magneto, I don't think she really ever used her telekinesis. So I'm wondering if they're going to fully establish, like, she's just back to her old powers. Well, she's rocking Butterfly again and Psychic Knife. No, she always did. She always did have those two together. And I just want her to say... This is my psychic knife, the totality of my psychic powers. Do you think she's going to retain her fighting ability? That would be really dumb if she doesn't. Because it at would this be point, really dumb. The, the best thing about Psylocke is that she is like a fucking badass b- killer. She's a killer. Right. Like, do you remember the X-Force with her and Storm and Puck and Spiral? Uh, you know? What? When? It was the X, it was like the, I think it might have been the last X-Force. But it was, it was Bishop, and it was where Bishop came back. Oh, yeah? But that, it started with her showing up um, at the school, and she was just like teaching, she's like, this is how you kill people. And then Storm's like, all right, look. You can't be teaching her. <laughs> like, you're awful. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, so I'm going to give you a mission to go on. Like, you need to be on a badass mission. You can't be here teaching. Like, you're, you, you want to just kill things. <laughs> so I like that part of Psylocke, and I don't want that to leave. Yeah, I hope they keep it. I hope they keep it. Who knows what to expect from this uncanny X-Men thing? Who knows? As Who knows? blue and but gold comes to an end. There's no Emma Frost, there's no Logan, and there's no Scott. Who knows? Also, but, I think that is all. Maybe they're not there because there's spoilers of what's going on with them. Oh, of course. Of course, of course. But what is there is a couple cool things. You've got North Star. Mm-hmm. He's nice to see. Not forgotten. You've got, like I said, the new X-Men. You've got Cypher with his weapon lost hair and beard in there. Uh, you've got a lovely moment with Wolfsbane staring at Nature Girl like she's going to eat her. Huh? <laughs> Because Nature Girl's part deer. That's fun. You got um, Husk, you got Magma. I mean, oh, oh, you have Vintage Sunspot. Like Sunspot all like blacked, black oh, dotted sun, out. I didn't even realize that Sunspot's coming yeah, back. Yeah, that's fun. That's crazy. So who knows? But I'm looking forward. It's exciting. It's exciting. Hopefully Let's it'll be more make... exciting than X-Men Blue. Ooh, X-Men Blue. It's Magneto in the future. It continues the slow, slow death of blue and gold. And we see some adult, teenage X-Men. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, I and I could not give a shit of a fuck. I could not give a shit of a fuck either. One thing I am curious about is these the few the adult teenage X Men. There's no Ice Man. Yeah. I think what maybe because you've already seen him, like he becomes that Ice Wizard. I don't even know if it's the same thing. I think it's just he's at the white party. He's at the white party. That's he's at the white party. He's having a good time. He's having a good time. Did you see the preview pages to the? Is it going to, what annual? It's one of the annuals where it's going to be X-Men, Gene. Uh, uh, shit, X-Men, I think it's the X-Men Blue, Blue? Annual. Is it? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah where it's it's the X-Men, the young X-Men, and X. Professor it's not X. The young, it's not the young X-Men, it's the old X-Men. It's the it's old X-Men? The original originals. Oh, okay, yeah. right, right, right. Oh, yeah, and there's yeah. no Scott there. That's weird. I don't know what that, because... No one knows that he exists except Psylocke. Yeah, but he's going to reveal himself. To well, them. then Psylocke should be in that. In that, so that's all I'm saying. No, she's not original. She has no point being in that She'll story. Always be original to me. Oh my god! But I do love that there is this ongoing theme of Iceman. He's doing great. He's not with these maybe evil future X-Men and X-Men Blue. Mm-hmm. He's eating a burger, and Gene says, "Actually, Bobby, you seem to be doing quite well." He's like, "Yeah, thanks." Getting laid. Yeah. Getting laid Fucking by Pyro. Having their, their Aryan Nation fuck fest, gay fuck Oh my fest. God. Okay. I, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I understand. But sometimes white guys sleep with other white guys, all right? Sometimes yeah. we, we look at something like, oh, he looks like me. I want to have sex with him. I know. But too many of because them. Because I'm a narcissist. Too, as someone who finds white guys very boring, um, I just I don't do understand too. it. <laughs> no, I sleep with white guys too. I'll sleep with them. I mean, when I lived in Baltimore, that was all that was there. Sometimes I'm desperate and I have to sleep with the white guy. Or then there was, uh, well, here's, uh, uh, there was, uh, there was also a, a very big African-American population. So then I did, I did, that was my first dip into those waters. And it, and that, and it was, it was lovely and it was wonderful. And I suggest everyone do it at least once. Everyone should have sex with someone of another race, even once, even if you're married and in a committed relationship, cheat. Multiple times. Cheat with someone um, As long of as they are of a different race. And you can just say, if you get caught, you just say, I was doing it for the betterment of society. It's like travel. It's like going on a trip. Yes. <laughs> oh my anyway. God. You know what, you know what else was like going on a trip? What? Adamantium Agenda number four. Yeah, so we were like, fuck Adamantium Agenda. It's all about, uh, uh, which is what's lost. Weapon lost. But then Adamantium Agenda, just at the very, literally, who cares about all of it until the last few pages? Although it is interesting watching non-X-Men characters, except for X-23, battling Mr. Sinister. Yeah, that real is cool. very strange, and I like yeah. the whole idea of Tony Stark is just so mesmerized by Mister Sinister's like, like, his, his, like yeah. how smart he is, and the database he collected, and you could see that he's like tempted. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a theme of like Tony can be kind of evil sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then that leads to it turns out that there's a big reveal with Lara. And it yeah, turns which, out she I mean, I'm is, like, sure. She is not a clone. Um, that actually... Just. That actually she's a cross between Wolverine and uh, the woman who helped... Sarah Kinney. Sarah Kinney. So the woman who helped raise her. 
yeah, she's as much a clone of Tara Kinney as she is Wolverine. Okay, cool, great. I feel like that kind of lessens the power of, like, adoptive parenting, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then the real cool thing is in the database, it turns out that one of the X-Men is a fake mutant. Oh, my God. What is this? And so Tony Stark says this person is a sleeper agent. Can't wait. There is a sleeper agent among the X-Men, and you I have say no it's idea feral. who it is. It's always Feral. You think it's... Oh, Feral's not... No, she's dead. Feral? I was like, yeah, I she's feel like it's feral. dead. It's probably Hellion. No. No. Hellion needs Hell- to come back. Hellion looks really cool on that Uncanny X-Men poster, though. He's got uh, green energy coming out of his eyes. I like it. I do um, who, think, who okay. could it be? Who, who do we it? think is who the sleeper is the mold? agent? Who is the mole? Who is the ex-mole? Uh, who, well, here's who the th- thing. Do we think it's a stu- – let's try and narrow it down. Do we think it's like a student younger X-Man or is yes. it an established X-Man? No, I think it's going to be like – no, I think we're going to – it's going to – we're going to accuse like a glob Herman, but then it's going to twist and you're going to realize it's someone like kind of old school and trustworthy. Because I was thinking, so you don't think it would be a newer one? Like it might not be like the new Pyro? No, I don't. I think it'll be someone like mid-range. Um, who, who's a good mid-range person to like make, a not, a, make not a mutant? God, I don't know. Listeners, who do you think should be? Listeners, please write in. Who do you think is the X-Mole? Okay, we have to give one guess each. Come on. All right, my guess would be... Um, wait, let me look at the... I'm going to look at the, the I'm picture, looking at the photo. I'm looking I'm at it right now. I'm going to see if I can guess just by the look. <laughs> just by everyone's faces. Who is making a face? Hmm. We haven't seen Pixie in a while. What's Pixie been up to, huh? I, I want it to be trinary. No, she's too useful. She's a walking plot device. She can control any machine. Exactly. Get rid of her. I'm Yo, they've over got her. they've got Firestar up there. They're, they how are you gonna have Firestar and not Emma Frost? Come on. Ooh, Firestar. She's garbage. Or uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, hmm. Pixie. I'm going with Pixie. Pixie. All right. Okay. We both chose women. Equal that's, rights. That's so shitty. Hold on. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> hmm. I boy. No, he's not mid-range. Hellion. I say Hellion. Okay. I still say Pixie. All right. I still say Trinary because I hate her. Prodigy? prodigy but he doesn't have his powers anymore exactly (laughs) but then he wouldn't be a if he wasn't a real mutant he wouldn't have been depowered touche haha uh so that's adamantium agenda number four i do want to say something connected to weapon lost if i may okay i dove into daredevil because i saw that it was written by charles soul and i did not know that Yes, and I wanted to see if he picks up some notes from Weapon Lost, and guess what? He does. What, what are it's, the carryovers? It's all about Matt Murdock wanting to take down the kingpin, who is still the mayor, 
Matt learned that the kingpin rigged the election, does not know how, just knows that he did it. So he enlists the help of Frank McGee. Yay! And then Frank McGee puts a team together to help, and that team includes a clean-shaven cipher who has the orange things over his eyes, just like that Peter David uh, X-Factor that you love. Right? Didn't Cypher have like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's rocking that. The other thing he's wearing is... Have you seen that t-shirt that says Scott, Gene, Bobby, Warren, and Hank or whatever? Have you ever seen that? No. Well, he's wearing one and it's so great. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> so you've got Cypher and Frank McGee working with Daredevil. Now, there's another Inhuman. As you know, when they introduced all those new Inhumans, I couldn't care less. But... There is one called Reader, who I did not know this, had his eyes gouged out because he was able to read, like, whatever he read came true. Whatever he read was then, like, poofed into reality. So he was, like, all-powerful. So people gouged out his eyes, but now he reads Braille. He keeps, like, Braille words on his belt. He can conjure something three times, but each time, if he conjures the same thing, each time of the three, uh, it becomes weaker and weaker. And he can never conjure the same thing until he goes to sleep. And okay, then, he, oh, guy, then it resets. Then it resets. This guy's nuts. Wait, 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 wait. Who gouged his eyes out? You said the people. I'm not sure. Yeah, it said his. It, I looked up on Wikipedia. It said his people. So I don't know who. I don't know who. Could he just have a piece of braille that says "I I win"? And yeah. And then he just he, reads "I win," and then the battle ends, and he's. I think victor. he could. I think he could. So That's anyway, very similar to the rumor. Yeah. Uh, from like Umbrella this. Academy. Did mm-hmm. I tell you I read the Umbrella Academy? No. Did you love it? I loved it. it was Isn't great. it great? It's great. It's great. Who's the number five? Is he is he the one that comes back and he's still ten years old? Yeah. Ugh. So great. I also find it very weird that the tentacle guy, you really never know how he really died. Yeah, there's just a um like a tombstone statue of him, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Kraken. Uh, oh, anyway. so good. Yeah. yeah. Here com- and here but comes so, the TV show wait, on Netflix. But back to Daredevil. Yeah. Is Misty Knight in it? No, she's not in it, but I'm sure she would be. Wait, so there's I- no women? On this team, no. It's just like a three-man team. Whoa. Wait. I know, right? Wait, a three-man no, team? Sure. You mean four-man, including Daredevil? Including Daredevil. Okay. I'm sure it's not over. I'm sure um, Frank will reach out to Misty, and they'll like rekindle that subplot. Because okay. they're great together. But I do love that Cypher is now, like, part of Daredevil. Like, someone's How like, oh, awesome here's an that? amazing character. Let's do something with him. Yeah. And it's helping his internet addiction. Oh, great. I love it. I love he's it. Reading a, he's reading a um, Hungarian romance novel. <laughs> 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 I love him. Oh, my God. What else is going on in the world of comics? Um... There's How another about, big number one. There's another big number one. How about the return of the world's greatest comics magazine, the Fantastic Four? Fantastic Four. Did you read it? Yes, I read it. Ugh. Were you touched? Not really. Okay. I was it, a little touched. I, I, I felt it was, it was a little too much like, all right, can we just... I would have rather had... Like the last, I would rather them just show, like they just showed up in the first panel. 
the whole thing is like, oh, are the X are the is Reed and Sue dead? And then it's all how the torch won't believe that he, they're dead, and the thing is like they're totally dead, and then the thing decides to get engaged to his blind girlfriend. What's her name? Alicia Masters. And so they get married. Or not married, they just get engaged. Engaged. And then in the very end, the Fantastic Four do send a beacon out that they're still alive. Yeah, instead of like fire in the sky, it's it's big light in space. Talk about a glow up. The Fantastic Four signal. It's huge now. Yeah. Um, I liked it. This is going to be a slow burn. I mean, take your, I would say buckle up, but I think what I mean is take your seatbelt off because I think it's going to take a while yeah. for Reed and Johnny and Ben to, <laughs> right, unbuckle, unbuckle down, everybody. Yeah, so right now it's I'm like, let's get something interesting. Is Doom going to be the bad guy? I think so because they have that backstory with yeah. him kind of, yeah, taking over Latveria again. Whatever happened, what happened with that? I knew, did he lose it? I don't it? know. Somebody named Doomstar took it over. I don't know. And that's Doom was like so fun. The whole Secret Wars where then he was ruling it. They, they fucked I all loved of it. Up. I, I loved hated it. all of that. I loved it. I loved it. Whatever I happened to Evil Reed Richards? The Maker? Yeah. He was a villain on like Sunspot's team. I was like, ooh, what a downgrade. I know, but did he die? Whatever happened? But did he? No, I think he typically just like teleports away. And can I, and can Wiccan and Hawkling be brought back into something? No, evidently. Wiccan, Hawkling, uh, Benjamin Deeds, and Nathaniel Carver um, should be, and the the comic will just be called Double Date. <laughs> And it's the whole, it's one double date. It's, it's one, one date. double date, but then they keep getting the attacked whole, and keep having the battles. whole 300 issue arc is them <laughs> trying to have a one date. It takes place over the course of an evening. That would be great. Marvel hit us up. God, we got the ideas. We do. Uh, I enjoyed fantastic four. Number one. And just okay. their absence, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I used to like never care about the fantastic four, but now that they've been gone, I'm like, Oh, I miss them. I so, miss, good work, Marvel. I miss Sue being one of the most powerful superheroes. I just miss Sue. Yes. And I do miss, but then it's like, what Franklin is coming back? Because they like to change up how powerful Franklin is. Oh my is. God, I know. Every damn run. He doesn't have powers. He does have powers. He's a little kid. Nope, he's older again. It was all and a universe. You- it was like... Do you feel like I feel like Franklin was such a big presence in your comic book reading life, but Valeria kind of just came out of nowhere? Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure that's not the case, but all of a sudden I'm like, who the fuck's Valeria? Isn't there... Franklin is someone I know and trust and love, and I've been through so many adventures with him. Yeah. And then poof. And know what I wish would be addressed again is the fact that um, Rachel's boyfriend... Rachel Summers' boyfriend in the future was Franklin Richards. Yes, yes. And I would like him, I would like um, her to sleep with him and be arrested for <laughs> statutory rape. And that's and how executed. Her, and then executed. By the Shi'ar. <laughs> oh, God. That I think they're going for it. If you can remember, until she leaves the team... Can you please, just at some point in every uh, episode we do going forward, I want to just do a new plot line of how Rachel Summers is killed. 
somehow introduce a death of Rachel Summers yeah. into every episode. And, Challenge. And episode 51's Rachel Summers' death is... And, and then we'll, it's yeah. just like texting and driving. Like, and then we'll do, a, we'll do a clip show. We'll just do a clip show. All the ways Rachel Summers have died on this program. Oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, anything else in the world of Marvel? Uh, Did you read Yes. A... I read the new Spider-Man. The new Spider-Man. I think it's Invincible. Amazing Spider-Man yep. by Ryan Otley, who drew Invincible. And it's just so his draw. It's like they could not have put a more perfect... It's like such a perfect unison. Like he should have like after leaving Invincible, Spider-Man is the perfect fit for his style. And it's actually kind of interesting. Um, so this new plot, uh, what's the lizard, the lizard doctor, Dr. Lizard? Uh, the, the lizard. The lizard. Okay. Easy to remember. Dr. Kurt Connors. So he now has a new thing that whenever he turns into the lizard, there's a thing in the back of his neck that like zaps him and turns him back to human. So now he's like, he's like, I'm officially good again. Um, and he asks Peter, cause Peter lost his job. Um, he lost his credibility. He doesn't, you know, but he's dating Mary Jane again. And so he, um, so the, the lizard is invited him to be like, come back to school and be my, my intern and be my student. And, and we're going to work on all these like fun lab things. And then is that your was that your headphones yelling at you? <laughs> is that a no new idea what that sound? was? No, uh, no okay, idea. it's just New York's about to explode. Okay, um, <laughs> Jesus, what was that? <laughs> Help me! I'm in an unfamiliar place. So anyway, uh, so Peter Parker's like, I have to think about if that's what I want to do. And then there's like a really fun thing with him on a double date, like bowling. Uh, with some, and I, I don't read Spider-Man that much, but it's apparently like established friends of Spider-Man. And and it was all like fun and nice. Sure. And, your Liz's, your Harry's, your Betty's, we get it. Yes. And then, Not your uh, so Dr. Mm. L- so uh, the lizard uh, has created this new um, device. And apparently it's the same thing that shot the spider that made it radioactive that ended up biting him. So he's like very wary of this device. Anyway, uh, these bad guys, some old, uh, who, fuck, who are the bad guys? I can't remember who the bad guys were. It was very, like, the the low-level D-list Spider-Man bad guys come and attack, and is everything okay? Is the bomb about to go off? I guess. We'll see. What is that? (laughs) Okay. So, anyway, um... Uh, so anyway, the, the device goes off and even though no one sees it, Peter Parker is shot by this device, um, this kind of thing that made the spider radioactive. And what it ends up doing is, and the cool thing that happens is that the battle's happening and he turns into Spider-Man and he's battling Spider-Man and he be, and, and the Spider-Man's battling the bad guys and then he defeats them and everyone's like, oh, thanks for beating the bad guys, Spider-Man. And then Peter Parker walks up and goes, yeah, thanks. And the end of the what? issue is Peter Parker and Spider-Man then looking at each other. And you're like, what? So then the next issue... Um, it turns out that when he was shot with the device, it split him into two. And one of them is Spider-Man with all the Spider-Man powers. And then the other one, he's Peter Parker and he's just has no powers. 
So suddenly the new Spider-Man is like, I'm going to be the superhero and you can just date Mary Jane and just be you. So he's now just like living his life as like a normal guy. And then he keeps looking off and Spider-Man's always in the news battling people. And he's kind of like, I kind of miss it, but there's a part of me that doesn't. So he ends up going back to the lab at the end of the third issue and Dr. Lizard or Lizard, Dr. Whatever Mm -hmm. his name is. He, yes, he ends up uh, saying like, oh, we can't, uh, we need to do extensive testing. I did this on a, on some mice and it split the mice in two, but there's something weird going on. It turns out that the mice, that they actually also split different parts of their abilities and their minds. And then what he, what Peter Parker's slowly realizing as he's like in the lab, he's like, oh, I also don't remember any of the science stuff. I don't have any of that either. And but he's like the only thing I really have is a good sense of good. Oh, and then he, gonna... so he realizes that that Spider-Man, the Spider-Man part oh, of him, doesn't... doesn't have the moral compass. Oh shit! So it, so he's slowly realizing like, oh god, this Spider-Man's going to turn evil, and I'm going to have to stop him. Like science powers evil. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. So that's kind of interesting, but it's just that's drawn fun. so well, and it's like funny, and it's like the the good like quirky fun Spider-Man. Like I I like it. What fun? Yay! Um, ew. ew! Ew 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 ew! No, I didn't put my hand in something, but I did read a DC book. I did too. What'd you read? I'm just keeping up with the Superman comic. Me too. And um. This last one was, like, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Like, literally nothing happened. It just showed you the scope of the shit that Superman has to deal with. Like, it took a whole issue to define the danger. Yeah. And I was like, that all could have been done in one page. Because you wanted him to get to the battle. Like, he wants him to get to the, I want him to get to the damn battle. Yeah, the whole thing was like a real just sense of threat and dread. What's the guy's danger? What's, what's the bad guy's name again? Zol- Rogue Ruga Zal Ruga Zal Ruga Zal Ruga Zal Ruga Zal Anyway, um, I thought it was very anticlimactic and like nothing interesting happened. So I don't get it. Oh, I know what it is. I keep leaning against the oven. Are you recording? <laughs> On your stovetop? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have no furniture yet. <laughs> so you're just like leaning on the, on the, on the I'm like, stove. I'm literally, I'm hitting my, this, the oven light with my... Oh my God. <laughs> well, at least you're not going to die. New York is safe. Yeah, we're all, I've saved the day. Anyway, so yeah, I give that issue... Um, ew, ew. Wait, is it... How, Oh, ew, 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 ew. Ew, 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 ew. I agree. Yeah, just stagnant. A stagnant issue. Stupid. Um, kind of pretty to look at. Ivan Rice is a great artist. Oh, the art's but, great, um, but still. Move it along. And not only that, it was one of those, like, one page literally had paragraphs to read. I'm like, really? I know. I don't have time. Yeah. I have a show to do. <laughs> um, I also read Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number 50. Uh, what's it's going rare, on with that? It's rare that I dive into the core. Um, it was the, it was the betrayal of one of their own, leading to his death. Uh, the cover was 
clear, it made it clear that somebody, some character was gonna die. Now, I've seen a promo in DC for, and I, I think it's, I, I don't know what book it's for, uh, Titans maybe, um, where it says one of these characters is gonna die. So I've seen an ad, uh, and it seems to be that people are thinking it's going to be Kyle Rayner. Who, who is that? He's one of the Green Lanterns. He was the oh, Green okay. Lantern who was on Morrison's JLA. Okay. I like him. I like him a lot. I've got a connection because of that run. Um, so I thought I got confused, and I thought maybe, maybe it is Kyle Rayner, and maybe this is the issue where he dies. No, not him. Uh, the Green Lantern Corps member who did die was one who betrayed the Corps and joined this evil force called, called the Dark Star, Dark Stars, who believe that Dark Stars. You be able that's to a euphemism for your butthole. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it, yeah, he was a brown lantern. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I don't know if you how familiar you are with like kind of like the the Green Lantern, like alien looking Green Lanterns. I think he, this dude was in the movie. He's got like the beak and the fin. You know what I mean? Know that guy? There's like the little raccoon. There's the big guy, the big monster guy, and then there's the guy with the beak and the fin. I. I feel like I'm seeing it, but I'm sure if I yeah. saw a picture, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, he, he committed some sort of honorable suicide. So that was the death? That was the death. It wasn't Kyle Rayner. Honorable suicide. Like Hari Kari? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but the alien version. But same basic idea. So what did you give that? Um, you know, I gave it an ew, ew, ew. You know, it, was, it, was, it was a well... Oh, I hit it again. It was a well-told tale um it seemed to have gravitas and emotion and stakes and so yeah uh, ew, ew, ew. well i have another surprise for you <gasps> what because ew i saw a dc movie oh my god what uh my boyfriend is the best and he is part of the animation guild so we got to go on the warner brothers lot right underneath where the animaniacs live in the water tower and got yes. to go see a private screening of yes. the, the Go Titans movie. Oh, how was that? It was like I was laughing like out loud very hard many times throughout the movie. It's it is a one huge of satire of the industry, right? Yes. Of, like it the is, current state of movies. It is one of the funniest fucking movies I have ever seen. Oh, the well, comedy that's you need to watch like seriously, you need to see it. Oh, I'll go. I'll you, go see it right now. Yeah, go go see it right after this. Go see it. It is so fucking funny. The whole movie literally is how Robin wants a movie. He wants a movie about himself. And they're all like, what? You're the Titans. You're a joke. You're just the kids. And the whole thing is about how them wanting to do enough saving of the world just so they can get a movie. And there's one where they're going to the premiere of the new Batman movie. And then they're like, and coming soon, the next in the Batman movie. That's right. We're bringing in his one loyal friend. And then Robin's like, it's finally going to be me, Alfred. Alfred, the movie. And then it's like, <laughs> and then coming next, next summer, he brings the other person, that the, the other thing that Batman can't live without. He's like, finally, it's going to be about me, the car. That's right, the whole movie, just the Batmobile. Like, and he's like, no. And then it's a whole, and it's a full-on musical, like it's a full-on musical. There's these crazy, hilarious musical numbers, um, and it's 
it's so fucking good. I highly recommend it. I give it a it. It doesn't even get to one ew. It was oh my so god, good. yes. Yes! Get it! Alright, I'm gonna go see it. First chance I get. Yay. Yay! Well, this has been delightful. Delightful. There's, so there's, a good, there's some delightful. good things to DC. Oh, wait, I forgot the best part. The best wait, part of Go Titans Go. In the middle of it, Um, so the bad guy is, um, what's his name, Slade? Deathstroke? Yeah, uh, it, but doesn't he go by Slade? Yeah, but they can't they can call him Deathstroke, so they call him Slade. Oh, okay. So he shows up, and it's Will Arnett as the voice. And they're like, it's me. And then they go, oh, Deadpool? He's like, I'm not Deadpool. And they're like, we're pretty sure you're Deadpool. And he's like, that is like another universe. I am not Deadpool. And I was around before Deadpool was even invented. Like, so. And then the quintessential, in the middle of the movie, um, Stan Lee shows up. I heard about that. And he goes, Incredible. hey, I'm in a cameo. And they're like, get out of here. This is not even a Marvel movie. And he's like, I just love cameos. It is the fucking funniest thing movie. You have to see it. I do love the the, the promo art for it. It looks so fucking stupid. Like, the, what's the face that Starfire is making while she's flying in the sky? And she's got her arms out all dumb. I'm like, I yeah, just, she's nice. Any she's depiction of stupid. Starfire like this, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's it's fucking so good. Oh, uh, it's great. All of it's great. And then um, I want to end things on a somber note. Okay. Um, this morning I was like, oh, did the new saga come out? Oh, it did. And then um, before I even get into what happened in the notes, they're like, I know everyone's devastated, but actually me and the artist Fiona, whatever, are taking a year hiatus Yes. to regroup. Yeah. And so I'm like, so they literally end it in this devastating way. Like horrible death. It's a horrible, horrible, like, did you read what happened? Did you get spoiled? No, I, I know. I know what, yeah, I do. I know what happened. I'm going to spoil it for anyone that's not reading Saga because I need to talk to about something. Marco, the main character of the whole fucking show, the main guy, is murdered. He's killed. And you know he's dead because everything's being narrated by the daughter in the future. And by the end, like the end, uh, she's narrating everything. And she was just like, she's like, and then you go and then, you know, you need to fight and you need to go on to live another day, even though the some of the people closest to me didn't get to live on for another day. And then it just cuts to her dead dad. Oh. And then it ends and you're like, no! I'm just dev- I was just gutted. I was devastated. And the issue before that, the main the prince, the computer head prince is killed. And the issue before that, one of the alien the gay alien boyfriend journalist is killed. Everyone's fucking was killed. And I'm pretty sure when they start up, they did say they were like, Yes, he died, and the series is not over because it's her story now. The daughter's story, Hazel. That's that's pretty great. So, but I'm guessing that it's going to pick up like probably ten years in the future. Big time jump. Yeah, there's going to be a big time jump, before. is what I'm guessing. So I'm just I'm just heartbroken because he's such an amazing character, and his death was so sad because he swore he would never kill, and he was battling uh, what's his name, the Hand, I think his name is. Um, no, the will. The will is who he's battling. 
and this assassin and he's battling him and he has him down and he's about to kill him and he stops and he realizes that he doesn't kill and he stops and he lets him go and he's like I won't kill you and he turns around and he looks off because they're in a spaceship that took off and he's like looking back at the planet like looking for where his daughter is and then the will just comes up behind him and just puts his hand through his chest oh god so and then there's just like a whole page of him falling over and dying like it was just it was just they really milked it they really milked it they, <laughs> they hey, really wanted you to feel good drama it. that's what good drama does Ugh. so oh, i'm devastated well you have a year to mourn great yes well hey everybody as sad as this is this has been episode 47 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. Marco, we pour one out in your honor. And remember, if you read comics, that makes you queer. queer. Goodbye, Goodbye everybody. Marco.